Let me leave it too. Been there till six right. in the morning. Oh, yeah. Um, you're from Utah? Mm-hmm. Where in Utah? San Pete County, Utah. Okay, well, when were you born? Uh, when or where? When, you just said when. Oh, yeah, <laughs> 1974. 74, okay, good. Right. Mm-hmm. When did you move here? 93. What brought you in town? A, a car, a Chevy Citation with a blown head gasket from Washington State. Were you intending to come here, or this no, is where it ran out? I was at a, I was working a really boring job at a, a food co-op mm-hmm. in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Real clean, mm-hmm. nice. Everyone's nice. Yeah. And I was bored out of my mind. Uh-huh. And a, a friend of mine called me up and said, "Let's go have, you know, let's go somewhere after work and have fun or something." Mm-hmm. Which usually meant a bomb jug of wine and a walk in the park right or right. something, like literally, you know. Uh-huh. And she picked me up with a carload of stuff and a you know, blown head gasket and said, I want to go on a road trip. Let's go. And like I said, I was bored out of my mind, so I left. That's and, great. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, how I got here. Mean. It wasn't any intentional at all. It was just, yeah, get me out of here. So you were like 19 years old? Yeah. Were you already playing music? I got my guitar when I was four. When you were four? Oh, so you've been playing a long Longer than I've been socializing and having false senses and stuff. Okay, so... <laughs> That's great. How, uh, when you were, uh, how did you? Kicking what? and screaming. <laughs> I had to have it. Uh-huh. I mean, they got it, at, you know, for Christmas when I was four to shut me up. Wow, really? Like, you wanted, you had the attraction I, I to mean, it right away. Kiss, four. man. Kiss, that was the band? Kiss. <laughs> how long did that last? Long enough to get me a guitar. Mm-hmm. And then from there, my dad was a, you know, typical 60s, 70s hi-fi guy. Mm. You know, with the stereo to the ceiling, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he was like, "Well, if you like this crap, try this." And he gave me Band of Gypsies. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You that blew your mind at four, and mine is so then 14, I so then I just started. Well, and, you know, it, it, Band of Gypsies. Granted, that wasn't at four, but it ties into what I'm doing now. He gave me his 45 collection. Uh-huh. When when you know, like I said, he was a hi-fi guy, and. Uh, so he bought his little baby boy a record player, uh-huh. you know, and gave me his 45s and uh, Tutti Frutti, man. What little, were you, little Richard. Little Richard. What, 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 what interested you in those records? I mean, how did you, you know, did move from Kiss to that? Was, what would you like? I liked the guitar. You liked the guitar, the guitar playing? I liked the music, man. Yeah. I, I was, I mean, I was, that was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. And then, you know, after that, I just started going through his records. Okay, and what else in his records did you like? I had the same experience. My father's record collection was yeah. a really big deal. You know, I mean, and honestly, these are the records that got me into the blues, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hendrix, Zeppelin, uh, you know, Pink Floyd. Fuck, that, yeah. that was what I was listening to yeah. when I was, you know, six years old. Uh-huh. That and Kiss. Okay. I, I kept the Kiss, bro, for a while. Mm-hmm. Until they made the, the Elder record. That's when I fell off. I I grew up, you know, when I'm four years old singing, you know, meet me in the ladies' room, you know, in front of my great grandmother, you know. It's kind of that number. Hmm? Who who did that number? Kiss. Oh, I never did care for them, man. I was four years old, man. They had face paint and guitars and dragons. Yeah, I guess the face paint. Bleed, you know, the fire breathing. I liked Bozo the Clown when I was four too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I liked Bozo and Kiss. That being said, I, I don't like clowns. 
So I digress. That's interesting. So, and did you start right away trying to play that stuff on guitar? I went straight hearing? for it. Straight so for it. it. Uh-huh. Zeppelin. 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 I mean, I would be lying, you know, mm-hmm. if I told you any different. It was all about Jimmy Page, bro. I had a thing, you know, Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, and me. Jimmy. Interesting, yeah. I was, I was <laughs> Hendrix freak, too. I was like, yeah. beyond. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, still, it's still actually, if those records Sure, come when on, they come I, on. I, I, I it takes you there. Totally satisfied immediately, you know. Like, I hear you, bro. Uh, but um, so, were you playing blues music at all? Were you playing with people before you showed up in Louisiana? Oh yeah, I, my first. I was, you know, I was in uh, school bands, and of course, you know, a little uh-huh. education, whatever. Uh, did some symphony work in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. What kind of symphony? Uh, the City Symphony, like Dvorak, Bach, shit like that. I was On playing, guitar? no, bass. I used to German bow. Oh, really? <coughs> yes, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I like great music, music, man. Yeah, yeah. Music, 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 music. That's what it seems like. And and so, man, I mean, you always, and actually makes sense because you seem that natural with uh, just, you know, there's, there's a way that you can see people that are really closely, I guess they're in tune. I don't so it's, it's like, I'll that, take that. that makes sense uh, from the well, if, you know, especially doing bass and German bow, if it's a symphonic level. It's but at, at that time, that was also crazy. when I was going through my punk phase. Similar, similar. So phase. it was like, you know, DC hardcore and and Bach. Uh huh. You know, I did similar thing, but it was always blues and Bach. I, I was only classical music. The blues for me, I'll tell you, it was natural enough. Like I said, my first record, period, was Tutti Frutti. Uh And I mean, I played that thing probably 50 times a fucking day. At least, man. I mean, my my mother, at least, must have just been sick. Mm. You know what I mean? I was just jumping off the bed with the guitar, playing Wild Thing and Tutti Frutti, bro. Uh The Trogs, Wild Thing. So when did you get to the bass? Well, that's when I, I started my education at school with the bass because they weren't really teaching how to play Led Zeppelin at school you know what I mean uh-huh, uh-huh. and I was I took I took a good couple guitar lessons when I was five from like a really sweet chubby little like church lady mm-hmm. like that taught me how to play uh, Camp Town Races and uh, Skip to Malou you know like right. just show me like look here's your basic couple chords tried to show me some Joan Baez shit or something huh and I quit right away. I was like, that's not for me. Right. Uh, and but school, and I was like, well, the bass is fine. You know, it's got strings. So, <laughs> right. Seriously, I mean, it was that easy for yeah. me. Uh-huh. The reason I ended up buying the electric guitar when I did was because I was tired of saving for the electric bass. Okay. And the guitar was, you know, several hundred dollars cheaper, and I just said, fuck it, Mom. I, I, give me the guitar. I, you know. Wow. And then it's so, and when you were got to New Orleans, how did you start? What was your Lisa Driscoll? Okay, washboard Lisa, washboard Lisa. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man, it was magic, really. You know, uh, like I said, we left Seattle, Washington with a blown head gasket. Uh The car died as soon as we got here. Uh I mean, it was dying the whole trip down there, and uh, the the friend of mine that uh, came with me that owned the car actually, we got. <clears throat> a room at the Liddell mm-hmm. across the street from the old Hummingbird, if yeah. you remember. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and uh, I went down to Bourbon Street to sell some crawfish next to Big Daddy's and uh, went back to our hotel room and found a note that said, I called my mommy and got a 
bus ticket home. You can have the car. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't work. But so I was down here by myself for a couple of days and, uh-huh. and uh, ran into... You, you ever know that guy, Nervous Dwayne? The big-ass goat beard? I remember who it was. And the, the name is very appropriate. He's a nervous fellow. Uh-huh. Nervous Dwayne. He plays uh, clarinet, saxophone, guitar. Okay. He's in town now again. Uh-huh. Uh, but I saw him playing clarinet with a blues band, Augie Jr.'s blues band. I remember Augie, yeah. And uh, the big mess. It's the big yeah. mess. <laughs> and... Uh, it was just awkward, man, that clarinet. And I didn't have a guitar on me when I came down here. I had a broken saxophone. Uh-huh. And he, basically, I recognized him. He was busking on the streets of Seattle, like okay. doing crazy bebop with an upright bass player and a saxophone on the street. And I, I took a shine to him in Seattle, like, check this guy. Out. I knew a lot of guys in Seattle back then that played bebop on the street. And uh, so I saw him down here <laughs> after that chick left, and I was like, hey, person I recognize. Yeah take my sax and fix it and give me a guitar and I went straight to work on the street like that that first week I got here how'd that work out I mean, it was, it was a bumpy back. start you know uh-huh. but uh it worked out uh-huh. bought my first house that way it's impressive and uh oh it was easier back then and that's kind of when I had just uh decided fuck it I'm a guitar player man I have been my whole life I was fresh off this saxophone kit cause I studied sax in school a little bit too and uh, when I was in Seattle, I kind of had this Sun Ra moment. I heard Sun Ra for the first time and quit the band I was in, uh, dumped the girl I was with, uh, switched instruments, and moved. Quite similar From hearing Sun Ra one time. I had quite similar experience, actually, and it's funny because I, I, I saw him in Santa Cruz. They were doing consecutive nights, the Disney show, the space show, and the Ellington show. I remember I just being stunned and actually one of the things that kept me in town here was that the, the guitar player Carl Blanc is I'm meeting Carl after I see you today well he's my teacher here Carl's he is, the, Carl <laughs> is the dude as I moved here and I was like wow dude. I couldn't believe he was here you know so yeah man yeah man Carl is so great. if you know Carl do you remember Rashid very well okay so Rashid start, started my first official band here in New Orleans with me uh huh he was uh you know without Speaking ill, I mean, he was uh, cleaning himself up, so to speak. Right. And uh, he was doing it by coming to my house at 7 in the morning. You know, after he would wake up at like 4 or 5, do his prayers, eat some oranges, go play Café du Monde, take his money home, and then come to my house. Okay. And stay for like 8 hours a day. Wow, wow, wow. Practicing. Yeah. And, you know, it was me and a bunch of chuckleheads with like... You know, you were we were playing guitar. No, I was playing uh, tenor saxophone. Oh. We had an upright bass player, uh, uh, was, uh, bass clarinet. We had a flugelhorn. Well, it was like Andy played bass clarinet. Yeah, exactly, Andy, bro. <laughs> and and uh, we had this guy named Garth. I can't remember his last name. On uh, flugelhorn, my buddy Julian was playing drums. You know Julian? He plays guitar like garage bands here in town. Yeah, I must know him. He was telling me that just had a conversation with you about. Uh, like session work in LA and stuff. Oh, I that did meet him. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Really. I've known that kid since he lived with his mom. Now that's man. right, because we were talking about. I know that. Okay, so this is things are coming it's together. He's one of my closest friends, bro. Okay, great. Long, He's long. a great guy. I was talking to him about all kinds of stuff. Like yeah. That. He came down here with me. Mm. See what happened was I came down here, you know, for a road trip, and I, I the second I hit the dirt, I was I lived here. I mean, I, I was like, how did I make it? You know, eighteen years without even thinking about this place. Uh huh. 
And so my friends up there were like, dude, where are you, man? I'm like, well, I'm coming back. And they're like, oh, great. You know, you've been down there a long time. I said, yeah, I'm coming to get my shit. Huh. Right. And so they came with me. So, and so you were so you were playing here with Sheikh Rashid and that band. That, yeah, I remember that band. What was it called? Again? The Photon Band. The Photon Band. That's right. I remember Our first band. show was at Brazil, Brazil. And, he, and he had it arranged for Kid Jordan to come. Right. I remember the. I actually remember the flyer. Kid Jordan. I, the truth is, I had never even heard of Kid Jordan. I, it's I'll terrifying be when you see it. And this man, you know, and they're playing my compositions. That was the thing. Yeah, it's like, wow. I wrote all this crazy music. Uh-huh. Rashid was just making it sound badass. Yeah. You know? And it was the exchange. It was going on. It was like, it was a mutually beneficial thing, you know? Uh-huh. And, I, um, I wish I could hear Kid, uh, Kid Jordan came in and, and, you know, on the first uh, number, we gave him a, a solo. He took it out for like 20 minutes at yeah. least. At least. Uh, and then, I mean, you know, this guy's blowing my freaking mind, you know. And yeah. uh, he just walks off the stage slowly, still playing his horn, walks out the building, still blowing, fucking gets in his fucking car that's parked right in front of Brazil with his horn in his mouth, drives off before we're even done with the, the first song. It was, it was, I mean, to this day, 20 years later, I see Ade and he's going, Photon, Photon, Photon. He still calls me Photon. It was a, it was a beautiful night, man. Yeah. You know, I remember the gig. I couldn't, I couldn't go to the gig, but I remember seeing the flyer and thinking, man, I got to go see this, because I was, I was a kid, Jordan. Uh, so, and we so had how, Samurai Celestial playing. With, we, it was a really beautiful time with Russia. When we get done with this, I'll tell you my Samurai Celestial story. It's yeah, horrible. Right. <laughs> and uh, they so, were really good to us. Man. They were so. That good was to a hell of a band. I mean, that's a hell of a lineup. First, firstly, and I never heard your compositions, man. What kind of stuff did you write? Really, really good stuff. <laughs> the inspiration was coming off of the Sunrod. Man, I, I was flying high on my Sunrod thing, bro. Yeah. You know, the last six months of Coltrane's life, you know, that Rashid Akbar, I mean, Rashid Ali shit. I mean, I still, you can put that record on right now, Interstellar Space, Interstellar and I'm just, space. I'm gone, bro. Yeah. I'm gone. Mm. I, got and, a, I got a Saluki from Sheikh Rashid in Egypt. There you go. Wow. I was probably kids. Uh. <laughs> it was only five. It was a short-haired salute to you. It was only five like it in the United States at the time. Uh-huh. This was back in the late 60s. Wow. Trip. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how long did that band last? Not long. Yeah. Not long. I, I don't even remember. And, and then, so at the same time, you were still playing the on, the street, on the street. Yeah. Were you playing Just playing slide. Play yeah, slide, yeah. Guitar, singing. Yeah. So you knew all this, like the songs are in your current repertoire, with the King James thing. Are those? Oh, uh, that's you know, oh, uh, I got to give that up to Michael Aaron at Rock and Roll Collectibles. Yeah. I, you know, I was delivering. I was also delivering food during the day okay, on a bicycle for different places, but uh, that was my safe haven. I would be in between deliveries. I would go sit in the record store, cool off. You right. know, and uh, listen to 45s, all these old New Orleans 45s, you know, everything on Imperial, everything, you know, on Minute, just all that stuff, you know. Right. And, uh, yeah, just start soaking it up right away. Because the thing is, what happened to me was, like, to tie in all this different shit is that, you know, yes, I started with, you know, Little Richard, went to Hendrix and all that psychedelic stuff. And I realized after hearing Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters, 
it, it was those two and Johnny Hooker, you know, those are the first ones that I ventured off. And I, I realized, oh, this is what, these are my favorite parts of all these records that I thought that these people wrote, you know what right. I mean? Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, just hearing Willie Dixon, anything, after hearing the Zep repertoire, and all, you know what I mean? Yeah. All those bands, you're like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. So my favorite part about this music is always outside of the freaky solos, you know, yeah. is the blues. Yeah. And then, you know, and then that was that. that uh-huh. and, and, and with the, the avant-garde stuff, you know, I've always had, you know, very, you know, wide-ranging musical tastes. I'm, right. uh, you know, I'm, I have a really strong appetite. Yeah. You know, I go through music. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I go through it. Yeah. Kurdish fucking... You know, Ali Hawk music to, to just whatever, man. I, you know, yeah. I, I can't get enough music. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, playing playing Sun Ra type shit here, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it just was not happening. <laughs> uh-huh. Nowadays, I think you could probably get away with it in town a lot easier. On Tuesdays, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's so like it's, I live in it after. I don't know. I, I I'm on the same boat as much as you know. I ran the naked orchestra thing and all. That okay, stuff so you, exactly. You know, yes, it's, it, it's 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 what it is. You know, you work. You, sometimes it's going well, and sometimes it's just down in the. You know. And then no matter what you know musically or what you've learned musically, life happens. So yeah. You know, and uh, you know your personality. I'm, when I moved here, I was, like I said, I was still a kid, man. Yeah. And uh, I started to realize, man, okay, yes, I love music, yes, I love Chinese opera, yes, I love black metal, yes, you know, yes, I love, you know, the Carter family, or just, I love everything, mm-hmm. but, and I loved playing with all these different instruments, you know, getting my hands on everything, but I got to a point, like, okay, what are you really trying to do here, man, like, you want to, you want to have a party where people come, mm-hmm. you know, you, they they have X amount of dollars that they're prepared to spend. Uh-huh. They're looking for love mm-hmm. or some form of that or intoxication or both. Mm-hmm. And if not that, at least a fight, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> some action. Mm-hmm. And what's it take to make that happen? Uh-huh. And, you know, and then I don't know if you, I've told you this, but I used to live with Jesse May Hemphill. Uh, no, in let's Mississippi. talk about that though. That's a big deal. That's uh, uh, I, I'm sorry to make it about. Maybe I shouldn't make a big deal, but I think it's a big deal. It was deal. a big deal. Yeah, very important in in, in my development as an entertainer. Uh-huh. Honestly, she you know she didn't teach me any music. She taught me how to carry myself. Okay. And Antoinette Cato primed me for her. That's a very important thing. Though. And you, I, mean, I think in music, like, there has to be those. I mean, if you're going to be really into it, there's got to be those people there. That, that and so those cats around that, you know, are making that shit happen with, with, without even a chord change. Yeah, that's right. Well, there's hardly a chord in there. I mean, it's... Uh, it's well, right now we're doing this little interview, but, oh, but feel free. But a ton of music, it's nonetheless, it's not required. The chord and, then, and then I was like, wow, I can get my interstellar space on a la Junior Kimbrough. Yeah. I can get my punk rock on a la Mississippi. No. You know, so if you were living with Jesse Mahample, were you meeting all those musicians up there? I'll bring and probably, a lot of them. Probably hearing them in some very wild situations, I in, in a homegrown situation. Very homegrown situations. Yeah, I mean, so uh, what, um, what was your understanding? I mean, how, did, how were they looking at the music at that point of what they were doing? Uh, you know, about, you know, 
moonshine uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and barbecue, man. No need uh-huh. What'd they sing about? What'd they sing about? Here you go. <laughs> this is another thing. that She yeah, really helped me out with that cake, songwriting. Uh-huh. Blues songwriting. You got to have a rap battle, man, for cliches. You have, uh-huh. you know, it's, they're not to be avoided. They're to be used properly. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I don't like contemporary blues songs bereft of cliche and I, you know I, I, I need that shit in a blue song right because that's what connects to every fucking body instantly in the room oh I, I felt bad yesterday oh I feel really good right now oh I need some money oh that chick is fine it's that shit uh-huh uh-huh so that's interesting. So she was explaining this to you. This is this. No, 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 no. She didn't explain <laughs> shit. Oh, I think she taught you about something. Well, just being around. Just being around. Got for it. instance, for instance, I had Sun House records my entire life. Listened to them till I had to replace them. Yeah. And for the life of me, couldn't understand certain phrases in in, in his singing. The way, the way he delivered it. And uh, the way he was talking, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. After a week of living with Jesse May, I I could understand them all uh-huh, uh-huh. just from listening to her talk. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, she sent me to the liquor store to buy her some uh, uh, corn cob wine. Yeah, it's like I never heard of that shit before. Uh-huh. She said, "Just tell them it's from me. They'll know what it is." It was Concord grape wine. Oh yeah. She called it Concord corn cob wine. Oh okay. R- Robitussin was rusty dusty. <laughs> you know, Captain Sal's was a man named Sal, and he was a captain. Okay. And did you ever talk to a, a Mooney about living here? Yeah, Mo- Mooney's neighbor was son up there. I've never talked to him. You want some of this? No, I'm good. I'll be, you know, but they tell you when you want. You know, call So, um, how long were you there in Mississippi? Be a little On and off for about four years. Okay. Yeah. What town in Mississippi was that? Uh, was in Panola town? County. Tate and Panola uh, County. Right. She was up in Senatoba and uh, Como. Como, obviously. And then, uh, you know, uh, Holly Springs area, you know, with the Burnsides and everything, the Kimbrough's and all that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did, um, and you're comfortable in the country, right? Oh, yeah, I'm a country boy. Country boy, right. Yeah. Yeah. Grub shitting in an outhouse. We got an indoor toilet in 1984. Wow. My mom's like, you shouldn't tell people that. I'm like, no, I'm selling blues songs. It, it's okay. It works. It's been going on for years. She laughed as far as fast as she could. 